Jesus said, be a good cheer, for I have overcome the world. You're going to go through many things. How many things? Many. How many? Many. Many things. You're going to go through many things. When he said you're going to go through many things, he's preparing you to understand that this life is not going to be an easy life. But if you start to deter from faith, deter from what I I produced in you because of what's the many things that's going on. You're not really going to see the manifestation that you're supposed to come through the many things. The danger of today, and I don't say the church because we don't build the church. You know, God told me that. Y'all don't build the church. I build it. So ain't nothing wrong with the church. It's wrong with the people of the body. And, and what we have to understand is there are going to be many things that come in this life, many things that go wrong, but we have to stay connected. We have to stay in tune. We have to stay aligned. Because if, when things go on and we scatter and we don't stay aligned, the scattering is what's causing the body to not congeal together in the, in the issue. If every time something's going wrong, we, we're scattering, that's a problem. That's telling me our faith is misplaced. It's telling me our faith is what? Misplaced. Understand it's a lie. You will go through many things. You will go through many things. Yet yeah, he said, be of good cheer. I have what? Overcome the world. First Samuel ten six through ten. You can put it on that slower song for me, Nanjo. Hallelujah. Somebody say I might be going through. Come on, say I might be going through. But he has overcome the world. Come on, say it again. I might be going through. But he has overcome the world. We have to get to a, a place where our issues do not detour our relationship with God. Can y'all hear me what I'm saying? Amen. We got to get to a place where issues in this life does not detour your relationship with God. I'm going to keep saying that because I want that to get in your spirit. We, we live a Christianity that, that we say everything is okay. It's not. I want y'all to get that in your spirit. I know it don't sound good, but Jesus said, I already know what you're going to go through. But if you don't have a faith that's going to get you through the go through, you're not understanding what I really came to do in you. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? It's not an outside faith where if it don't go my way, it, it, life is just... God, where are you? My day didn't go good today. My car broke down. The devil is going, no, 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 stop. He said you will face many things. Your faith is not detected by what's going on on the outside. Are y'all hearing me this morning? I don't care what goes wrong. I don't care if everything broke down today. Your faith is not detected by what's going on in your life. That does not mean 
that your relationship with God is misplaced. God is saying, I'm looking for people who are after my heart. And I want you to build a people after my heart, not after my stuff. I want people after my heart to not only come to church and be the church and be with the church when things are going right. But when things are going hell and high water, I want them to know how to stand still and know I'm God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I want to build you into understanding God beyond your situation. Most of us are living in our faith depending on our situation. It's not based on who God is. And God is saying, I want you to know me beyond your situation. Somebody say, know him. Come on, say, know him beyond your situation. Which means your situation does not dictate who God is. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I don't care what's going on. Your situation does not dictate who God is. There is a last day deception that we have to get to an understanding. Although we preach Christ and we preach the good news, the good news is that you don't have to pay to come to him. But one thing believers have to understand is salvation is very serious. Hell is very serious. Although we don't preach hell, although we don't preach uh, brimstone, but hell is really serious. Salvation is serious. It's serious business. Salvation is not a game. We don't preach what, what it can be, it's going to look like. We preach you to the love of him. But you got to understand, if you never reach the love of him, it's a serious thing. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Come out of situational faith. Go into revelational love faith. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I'm going to help you understand that this morning. Go to 1 Samuel for me. You can go back to the first one. I got it here. Thank you with the music. Then the Spirit of the Lord, 1 Samuel 10, 6, 10. Hallelujah. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will be prophesied with them and turn into another man. And let it be when those signs come to you that you do as occasional demands, for God is with you. You shall go down before me in Gilgal, and surely I will come down to you and offer birth offerings and make sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait till I come to you and show what uh, you should do. So it was when he had turned his back to go to, uh, from Samuel that God gave him another what? God gave him another what? And all those signs came to pass that day. When they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets who met to meet him. Then the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. I'm not going to be long with you. I don't have much this morning. I want to share what I feel God is saying for this time for us this morning. Amen? I want us to understand that we are complex. And I started with saying we are complex people. The goal of God was always to bring man to who he was, to, who, to him first. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? The goal of God is to bring you to him. That's why in everything he says, I, I'm not rebuking you to get to me. I'm not beating you to get to me. It's the love of me that brings you to me. It should never be something of a negative to bring it to me. Because the good news is to call you by love, not by anything else. 
However, when we've learned a pattern on, 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 uh, and learned the blessings and, and learned the things that God, that come with God, there are things that are promises that are, are, are things that come by default. My son has things in my house because he's a son. There's things that come with being a son that come by default. Somebody says the love of God that leads us to repentance. So we have to understand that it's God's love. Why is this his love? He's trying to bring people by desire him. To, to help them understand that he's greater than anything that's in their life. That he's greater than anything that's in their world. That he's greater than any situation, any problem, any source, any addiction, any cycle. God is trying to show you that he's greater than all that, those stuff. That's why he don't take stuff from you. Many of us pray, God, take this thing away from me. God, take this addiction away from me. God, take this cycle away from me. God, take this stuff away. He don't take it away from you. What he does is he teach you more of him, that you love him more than a thing. Because he, if he take it away from you, what he's doing is taking you out of learning him above that. That's cheating. It's cheating if I, if, if I force you to love me by moving something else. No, no, no. I want you to love me because you love me. And love me above. If you're married, the spouse wants you to love you above everybody else. Don't take them away because I don't even know if you really love me because you took them away. You, you, you don't know if it's real love until you test it. That's why God has to test you. For the love that you say you got of him. God tests you to see if you are authentic in the love potion, the love desire towards him. That's what God is trying to get us to understand. I'm not testing you because I hate you. I'm not testing you because I don't like you. But I need you to understand by the test, by, oblig uh, by the outcome of your faith, you should show yourself where you are with God. When things go wrong and my life is like, why is this thing going? What is it? It should show me where I am with God. Not show him how unfaithful he is as God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Things in your life should not show you how unfaithful God is. It should show you how much more you need him. But today we flipped it around. When things go wrong, we tell God, what happened? God, where are you? God, why you didn't do? Why you not? Do? And God is saying, what has this church learned? What, is, what are they talking about? What are you? I have put before you life and death. Choose. Somebody say it's time to choose. I've, I've set before you. I've set your decisions in place. I've set, uh, it's already set. I, I, everything we're talking about, it's what? Set. I've set before you life and death. Choose life. So anything that's not choosing life, when we preach the gospel, is to turn people from death and help them to learn to choose. Which means death is already set. So by default, I know you're going death if you're going the wrong way. I don't have to guess that that ain't going to come. I'll tell you that that's going to come because you're still choosing your own way. Yeah. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So by default, if a person is choosing their own way, don't just, uh, uh, you, you, no, 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 no. I can give you, the, I'll tell you what your life's going to look like. Because the Bible says choose life. Now, how do I choose life? By choosing him. Not only what he can bring to me. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Don't handle these words lightly. Please don't handle these words lightly. So Samuel is getting anointed as king. And the Bible says that God brought him because they needed a king. The people needed a what? King. God chose him because of what the people needed. I make you king because the people need a king. So I'm choosing you because of what the people need. And he said, I'm going to make you. I'm making you. I'm going to build the presence of God. I'm going to put you in the presence. I'm going to change you in the presence. And I'm going to make you king. Which means you didn't tell me that's just, just something you wanted. I'm going to create the presence. I'm going to put you in it because of what they need. I'm going to change you in it. And then I'm going to make you king. Which means there's a difference between God pu pushing you in him and you desiring him. Hear me. See, there's a difference between Saul and David. And I'm going to tell you that difference. There's a difference why Saul sinned and God kicked him out. And David always sinned. But God said he's the man after my heart. It doesn't make sense. I thought it was all sin. No, it's the difference. Because of the desires in the heart. Uh, how do you sin and I sin but God treats you differently because when God looks at a son he said it wasn't sin in the first place because of his desires because of where your desires are it doesn't matter that's why I don't hold Christians accountable to it it's not really even sin it's just mess ups you calling yourself a sinner that's why I tell you listen you are not a sinner if you're in Christ Jesus I can't be, because he died for sin. So if I have him, sin is already dead. I just messed up. But you look at yourself as a sinner, and you got to understand, I'm a son. Somebody say, I'm a son and daughter. you got to understand that you are a son and daughter. You don't sin. You're not a sinner. If you haven't seen my YouTube, go watch it. You're not a sinner. I hear Christians all the time. We are sinners, saved by grace. We are sinners. We won't get right until we go to heaven. It's a lie. It's not biblical. The Bible says all have I-E-D. All have what? Sin. You're not a sinner. It's impossible to be a sinner and saved. It's impossible to be justified and a sinner. I can't do both. See, that's messing up. Now, let me ask y'all something. If the church don't know that foundation, how in the world are we going to grow in God? Can I be honest with y'all? If we can't even start there to help believers understand they're not sinners, how in the world are you going to go past that? Because if I ask you where you are with God and you say, well, hold on, well, whose, whose righteousness are you judging by? But every week we preaching to you and God said, and God, but you go home thinking you're a sinner. So how does that help you to grow no matter how much you're inspired if you don't have the foundation that I am done because of who he is. Because of what he's done, I'm righteous in his eyes. Come on. 
You can never grow from that. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say foundations. We got to get back to the foundations. Because it makes no sense to preach to people if they don't know the foundations. I am so sick and tired of going over and over and over because we are preaching on top of people's understanding the foundations. Somebody say, I am not a sinner. Come on, say, I am not a sinner. You are not a sinner. I don't know why I'm talking about that, but I'm going to finish it off. I'm going to tell you what sin really is. But sin is not what you call it. I don't care if you've cycled. Sin is not what you call it. Somebody say, I'm a son and daughter. Sin. Watch this. Watch this. I, I wish I would have put the scriptures up this. The Bible says, how many of you have heard the, the story of the rich young ruler? All right. So the rich young ruler came to Jesus and he said, uh, Jesus, I've done all the Christian stuff. What must I do to have eternal life? You know what's so interesting about that? You can do all the Christian stuff and don't even have eternal life. I don't know about y'all. That's scary to me. You're telling me I can go to church. I can pay tithes. I can do all the stuff, the, the, the obligationaries of Christianity, and get rich from it. Because those principles work, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Whether you save it or not, those principles work. Ah, yeah, we ain't going to talk about that. Yeah, that word work if you understand how to work it. But he's saying, how do I get eternal life? Jesus said, I see something in you. Number one, sell all you got. I'm going to tell you what sin is. You ready? I see an attachment. See, when you're saved and you came to Jesus Christ and you say, okay, I'm saved, but I'm struggling, but I'm not attached to it. I really want to do right, but I keep falling into it. That all God is saying, good son, you're just learning more of me. You're not attached to it. You really don't want it. You really don't want to stay in that power. You really want to come out of this thing. You're not attached to it. You're just learning more of me and you're going to come out by learning more who I am to you. But when you have an attachment, you walk away sorrowful because of what Jesus told you because you want to keep your attachment more than him. Sin is attachments. It's not because you mess up. I wish I, I'm trying to help y'all this morning. Sin is what? Because attachments, you hold that higher than God. But if I've cycled and messed up and I keep messing up, but you really don't want it. You're not attached to it. You're just messing up because by default, you're not understanding who he is to you. But when you're attached to it, you're telling God that I'm going to keep it. Whether I don't, It really don't matter what you say. I'm keeping it for me because it's mine. Somebody say attachments. That's why people don't understand what Abraham was really doing when he had to sacrifice his son. God kept hearing him say, I need a son so I can give the generation. And God said, hold on. I see you loving this son more than me. You know what? I see an attachment. I want you to go sacrifice. And he had to bring what his attachment was and put it on the altar. And as soon as he was about to, hey, no, now I know you love me. 
Because you gave me the very thing that you've been attached to. The problem with us is we're not giving God what we're attached to. Your world is messed up when something go wrong. Your world is messed up if the school shut down. Your world is messed up if the house closed. Your world is messed up if the loan don't come through. Your world is messed up. Uh, see, your world is messed up. Why? Because your attachments. Somebody say I'm breaking off attachments this morning. Come on, I'm breaking off attachment this morning. Why am I talking about this? Because the problem with believers is if we don't really start understanding and we don't get people who start preaching the real gospel, like I am, I don't care who get offended. I don't care who hurt. Because if I'm giving you the right stuff, if you're really looking for it, you should be feeding from it. But I can't give you half gospel. I'm tired of doing that. And people, I'm, I'm telling you, this is going to go. And then, well, people making me say, well, you're going to be all right. And then later on, they're not all right because they don't get the full truth. Because it's too hard. But I don't have time to keep looking at the cycles because I'm not giving you the reality of what it's going to come. The reality of what this is really about. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Yeah. So God is looking at what are you attached to? Yeah. Somebody say, I'm breaking attachments. I'm breaking Matthew 15, 8-9 say, my people honor me with their... They honor me with their... But their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachers' teachings are really human what? Rules. Which means, if my salvation don't go beyond the rules, I'm missing something. If my salvation don't go beyond the what? I'm missing something. They honor me. They say the good stuff. But they don't understand me. Because as long as they do the rules, they still saying like the rich young ruler, what must I do, God, to be more with you, to have salvation? God is saying, I want you to understand. I didn't come for you to do. Ah, no, don't do. I want you to be. Somebody say, don't do first. Learn to be first. We gotta, we gotta get this. It's not about what you're doing. Let, let, me, let me prove it. This is why he said, though I speak, 1 Corinthians 13, 1, 2, though I speak in tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, I have become sounding brass and clinging cymbals, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding what? All mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, now, I want y'all to, this don't even make sense. Because how in the world you can have all that and don't have God? Yeah. Don't have the God. Wow. Because we don't understand what, listen to me, I've said before you, which means by default, there are things that work by your faith in what he's done, what he's already done. Which means I cannot, I cannot worship him, but I can worship what he's done and give you what he's done. <laughs> so if I'm a, a miracle guy, 
And I'm always praying just to God, just for miracles. Not to be in a relationship, not for him to perfect me who I am. And I'm praying, Lord, bring miracles. Bring miracles. My faith is in miracles. I'm learning the principles of miracles. Miracle, 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 miracle. So I come to church, I understand miracles. Miracles are happening, miracles are happening. Miracles. I go home, I still not, I'm not growing in relationship with him. Which means I'm doing miracles, but I'm not good with my wife. I'm doing miracles, but I don't know how to train my children. I'm doing miracles, but I can't have a common conversation because I don't know love. I didn't let him love me. I just learned the principles and the precepts that gives me the principles of faith that can get the thing done. Which means you can do a lot of stuff in Christ Jesus. But if you don't know him, he said you've done Come on, you've done. I don't know about y'all, that messed with me. Like, God, I come to church to learn my gifts. I came to learn who I am to, to, so I can be the best pastor and I can be the best minister and the best prophet. And God is saying, what are you talking about? I came so I can know how to, can I get the principle so I can know how to prophesy right? And God is saying, you're missing it. Where people don't realize all the gifts of God will come by default when you learn to know more of him. That's what, you know, people say it's too much. I hear this all the time. It's too much, so I'm going to go back to my comfort zone because learning that stuff is too much, but you're not realizing it wasn't the stuff that we're trying to bring you to. It's more of him. So if you keep looking at the stuff of him, not the him of him, you're trying to produce from him what you don't know that's in him. You're trying to produce from him what you don't know that come from the person and the manifestation of him. Which means when you love him, by default as a son, I'm going to come into the manifestation, the revelation, to know when to manifest, when to activate, when to see, when to hear. Because I am with him and him. Rather than I learn the principles of it. Are y'all understand what I'm saying? So we're living... Today in a society where believers have to be very conscious of where you are with the Father. Because if you only know, if you only know how to do the practices of him, you're missing the hymn of him. This is how I know we know more practice than him. Because our problems in the church are people. Can I tell y'all something? You know the biggest trauma? Why people are dying overseas? Why church? You know what? People take over in other countries, they take vows to die. They're ready to die for Jesus. Children are like, Lord, I'm ready to die for you. Take me, tell me where to go to give the gospel. Now, I'm not putting that on you. But our problems in the church is what people did to us. So your trauma is what people are doing. So we're gonna have so our church service has got to get you out of hatred of people. Why are we wasting time talking about how you not shouldn't hate people? Somebody say waste of time. 
Ah, see, some of y'all, y'all like, ah, what are you talking about? The problem with us is you're so still carnal. You're supposed to be in Christ Jesus. You're called to save people. But if people are your problem, you're missing something about him. We're having more carnal services than we, when th than we know. I don't know about y'all. I, I really want you to understand that God loves you so much that he wants you to learn to be a son and a daughter and stand up in him so we can go beyond. He said, why are you you're still quarreling and fighting like the world? Why are you still doing that? Why are you still quarreling and fighting like the world? Like you're a babe in Christ. But you've been in church for 10 years. Why are you still talking about what they did to you? What about what they did to him? Yeah. So, though I speak and I do all this stuff, if I don't have what? Love. How, how did I get to that and I didn't get love because I didn't get to him? My whole life, I've been doing church, and I never learned how to really desire him. Somebody say desire him. Now, it's interesting because we desire a lot of stuff in our life. Some of y'all got your favorite what? TV shows, your favorite movies, your favorite restaurants, your favorite foods, your favorite everything. And you desire. When that desire come upon you, guess what? You go and get it. I don't know about y'all. I haven't had Krispy Kreme in a while, but I used to pass that sign and that desire start drawing up. Especially when the hot sign come on. Y'all, some of y'all know that sign, y'all. If you're a, if you're a freshman to it, you don't know what I'm talking about. You have to grow up in God first. <laughs> so <laughs> that sweet tooth come on you. You're in trouble, brother. You understand? Hallelujah. When you cook it tonight, all right, come up out of there. What you have to. <laughs> What you have to understand, those are desires. And the problem with, now, I want everybody to listen to me because I'm going to teach you a principle. If you're counseling people, if you're di uh, discipling people, you need to understand this. All right? There is a difference between faith and believing God. There is a difference between what? The Bible says you're saved because you believe. Yet he's perfecting you, which means there's a place where you have to grow up in him. Because although you believed him, he came in you. He came in your spirit. He joined with your spirit. Now, just because he joined with your spirit don't mean your soul is healed. So the spirit of God came because you believe. But it takes the spirit, you to learn more of his love to allow him to deal with your soul. Because if you don't deal with your soul, your soul is still transcending to the body. So what you're doing in your body, what you do in your daily day, is really what's working in your soul. But if you're not understanding how to allow his spirit to train your soul, you're living out what the world is training your soul to live out your body. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Now the problem is, Jesus said, those who make it to the end, who hold faith to the end, just because you started in him. Now, doesn't mean you're going to finish in him. Right. So just because you said, I'm saved, there is no such thing as once saved, always saved. 
When you start in him, he's saying, I want you to continue to learn and grow up in me and my love. And I'm going to train your soul how to grow in me that you keep faith through all of your life, through situations, circumstances, problems, issues. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So what God is trying to do is transform your soul. When you are living by the world, you train your soul into stuff. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you created a space in your soul. If I was a drunken, if I smoked, if I was going to the, whatever I created a space, if I was addicted to something, I created a space in my soul for that. It's like a child. When he's exposed to something, it creates more of a what? Space for that. So he's poured that into him. Now, you understand what I'm saying? He's exposed to it. He knows it. It's, his soul is open to it. All right? Now, listen to this. When you come out of the world, yet your soul is sitting there exposed, the Spirit of God come in you. If you don't learn that because now the Spirit of God has to come fill those places that you used to fill with the world. Listen, I'm showing you something. Now you're believing, right? I believe Christ. And through believing the good news of what he did for me, I need to feel through the love, feel through the love, feel those spots that I used to feel with the world to make myself feel approved, affirmed, accepted. You understand? I used to go to the club. I used to do this to make myself feel those spaces that, I, that was created. Correct? But now that I'm in Christ, I got to fill it with his love. So if I stay in believing and never pouring in his love to fill those spaces, all I'm doing is a believing, confessing Christian, but my soul is still there. The capacity of God working in your life is how much you're allowing his spirit to transform your soul that goes to your body. Y'all learning something. I'm, uh, come on, I really want to teach you. But if you stay believing... You're not transforming. You believing he's there, but he's not active to transform. Because you're believing, but you're not staying producing the love of him to fill the soul that transforms you. Are y'all getting this? So when you watch this, so if you're being nice to people and you're telling them good scriptures, but you don't tell them that they got to fill those places with this love, yeah, or they're going to retreat back to other things to fill it. I'm trying to show you why nobody's changing. Because nobody's telling you. They told you you can just believe and go home and read some scriptures a day. But they tell you you need to pray to make sure you fill those spaces or you're going to go back. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. I, I, I'm not screaming at you. I'm just passionate. The Bible says. The Bible says. If, for, if in James 1.23. 24. For if anyone is hearer of my word and not a doer, 
If anyone is a what? And not a what? Which means I... He's in me. I'm hearing it. But I'm not interested because I'm not learning his love that brings me to repentance to become the doer that can transform my soul. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So if I'm not learning to do the word and I'm not actively doing what he's saying, I'm really not in faith. What did I say? There's a difference between what? Believing and what? Faith. Faith is I hear it and I do it. So if God said, sir, before you go turn back to that, I gave you a word of faith. I want you to go through that word. Learn to love me in that word and go start to produce what I just gave you in that word. If you don't start doing that, what's happening is you're going to live out of the old framework of where you come from in your soul. Because why? You built the capacity for the world in your soul. It doesn't mean you ain't saved because he's there, but you didn't let him transform you. You know, I'm debating them just a couple of things that I really want to say. Do y'all know that God don't really bring people to hell? People bring themselves because of their desire. When you really search that out, God really don't bring people to hell. It's really what people chose. <coughs> All right, I got eight minutes. And, and I'm showing you why. He said, choose what? Life. Your choice wasn't life. You chose. You chose. You chose. I didn't choose. You chose. I chose you to know that I chose you. Your righteousness is because of what I did, not because of what you're doing. But you still chose to choose that. You chose. You, that's what you want. You hear what I'm saying? What I'm not saying is people out there that say they're not, they're not doing right to God, that they're choosing death. That's not what I'm saying. Because a lot of them don't know the reality of the gospel. But what I'm saying, when it all boils down, God is going to say, it wasn't me. I came to you. And you chose not to receive the word that I said to you. But you chose to live out of the solar architecture of the world of what you came from. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. If anyone is here more and not doing for he observed himself go away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Which means God gives you a mirror when you keep your face in him of what you're supposed to be in him. Uh, Y'all hear what I'm saying? So what, I'm at, what I'm, I want to ask you is what are you looking at? What are you looking at? Why are we forgetting who we are in him? Are you looking at more of what he's trying to get to you than him? What are you looking at? Somebody say, I must see him. So I want to talk about a little bit. King Saul. Somebody say, King Saul. King Saul was a man's king, kind of king. The difference between King Saul and King David, I got five minutes. The difference between King Saul and King David was that David had a heart. He was God kind of king. David was chosen because of his desire 
towards God. Saul was chosen because God need to be a king for man. Which means there are people who are coming because their need, because of their mama said they need to be saved. Their daddy said they need to be saved. And we create an environment for you to come in, feel, get changed. But when you go home, you do the same like King Saul did. He was changed, but he didn't listen to God. Because he never came to a, a learning to desire God. Everything was created for him to come in. But David knew how to stir up the gift. He desired God. Somebody said desire him. Do you desire God? Are people pushing you and making you come? Are you desiring God in your life? Are you just doing it because you want to go to heaven? Are you desiring God in your life? Are you just doing it because you want what he had? We told you you can have. Isn't that something? One king, he said, uh, you sin, you're done. The other king, he said, uh, son, <laughs> you are man after my heart. Huh? Why? Because one had a desire after him. The other was looking outside of him. You can change because we create a presence in music and praise and worship. Because you felt pastor told you to come to church. But when you leave here because you was forced to be a Christian. You live your life through Monday through Friday. Or you can learn to desire him. And nobody have to tell you to start worshiping. But your desire uh, towards him causes Causes you to start worshiping because of who he is to you. Yeah. I, hope, I wish I had somebody that heard me this morning. That it starts to provoke you because of who he is to you. How are you receiving him? How are you receiving him? King Saul, man after people's praise. King Saul, Saul King's men was rejected. Saul was cruel. When confronted, he lied. When, 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 Saul, when, when David was confronted, he repented. Look at that. When God, came, when God come to Christians, are you lying to God? Are you turning away from what you did? When God come to you, are you lying or are you telling God, you know what, I really don't want to live this. I'm coming out and I'm going to follow you. You can put it on something, something, so uh, I'm done. Not done. There has to be a conviction to know him beyond your situation. Somebody say desire him. When the Bible says seek God. And you'll find him. He wasn't saying seek him. Like shatala mama. He's saying listen. Bring your desire. Bring your want. Bring be Learn to know that you're loved by him. Let me tell you something. You can never love God beyond you know how much he loves you. I gave you something big there. I'm going to say it again. You can never love God. Beyond the level of you understanding his love for you. 
That's why he said, I chose you. You didn't choose me. So if I don't know I'm chosen, I'm being forced to worship. When somebody feels forced to be honored, it's not real to them. If I force you to come to church, it's not real to you. Why do all this stuff? But if you don't have love, are you so caught up in your own life that everything is going crazy? And you focus on everything that's going crazy and you can't see him. God purposely shakes things up sometimes. One thing I learned about God, he's not afraid to shake you up sometimes. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> he's a God, that, a God that shakes. That's why I always give it. I give him everything. God, you take it. You ain't got to shake it from me. Uh-uh. You ain't, you ain't got to mess with it. You ain't got to mess with it. I'm already giving it. You can have my family. You can have the houses. You can have the car. You can have the You can have it. You can have the, the church. You can have it. I give it. Why? Because the day that I start to keep it, it controls who I am towards him. This morning, I want you not only to hear for yourself, I want you to hear for what God is going to call you to deliver. God's goal for every person is to know his love. And to know that it's his righteousness, not your own. And if you don't start there, you will never know that you can grow beyond where you are. But how we grow and do that is we break our attachments. What are you attached to? What do you really, what do you really want? You can turn it down just a little bit. Stand to your feet if you can. What do you really want? What do you really want? Do you want God or are you trying to get from God what you want? What do you really want? Have you yielded your life to him? Are you only yielded depending on what he does for you? The, the freedom of God is knowing that no man can control you because you're already dead to this life. I don't, I don't live for man. I live for God. I went to a conference one time, and there was a guy from another country, and he said how these people came, and right in front of his face, I'm going to say something very cruel, but, it, but, but listen to me, raped his wife right in front of him. They both, they both almost killed him, and after they got up, got themselves geared, they both got up, went to the man, repented to him, excuse me, told them they forgave him. They forgave the man that did that right in front of their face. Because Christ to them 
untouched. And we just don't have a good day. And God is, and we don't know what God is. We're not even, we, we're not even, we, our, our life is just, uh, God is saying, listen, I loved you more than that. Somebody say, God loves me. He want to live within me. It's time to yield to him, not only for what he can give you. I can't care for nobody but myself if it's only for what he can give me. That's why most of us love to do outreach because we want to prove ourselves to God instead of becoming the outreach that we live every day. That's why most of us love to do stuff outside. Because Can we go do a ministry instead of becoming the ministry? When you wake up in the morning, are you desired after God? Or are you just looking for what you can get until you go to a problem and then you're ready to pray? Why is prayer only when problems come? Why is my relationship only dictated to my problems? Do I really know him? Somebody say it's his righteousness. Come on, say it's his righteousness. Not my own. We're going to pray. And when we pray, I want you to ask God to come in your heart and fill you with his spirit. That you stop chasing his hand. But you start to look for his heart. And not only look for his heart, you learn to yield to his heart. Because you cannot live beyond what you know he is to you. We can preach, 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 preach. But if you don't understand the good news starts with he loved you first. You'll never get to go beyond that. Everything else will be obligationary. My heart breaks. Because I say pray for your brothers and sisters, but nobody's praying. <laughs> My heart breaks because issues go and arise. And our world is messed up and, and we don't know how to come together. We don't know how to communicate anymore. We don't know how to. And God is saying, listen, start with me. Can you start with me? Can you start with me? Close your eyes. I want to pray over you. Turn it up just a little bit for me. Mando roast to be on that castro.